Blog Talk Radio. George Gamond and welcome to the Monday show. How's everybody today? Did you have a good weekend? Anybody watch the Super Bowl? I did. Okay. I'm going to let Spirit talk about that a little bit because there are a lot of people out there, and I don't blame them at some level, who really dislike football because of the violence in the game. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. I used to play football when I was younger, and I, it's probably one of my favorite, it was my favorite game to play. Okay, and put aside the violence. And actually, I had a very serious injury, a broken ankle, which took four hours to repair and put in a cast. And I was on a cast for four months, but I still like the game. So there's violence. And there's violence in a lot of things in society. So we'll, we'll talk about that. And I'll let my spirit guides talk about that a little bit. Yeah, and I have a call there. So we're going to talk about health a little bit today and spirituality. That's kind of the focus on that. As many of you know or don't know, I have, I've been a vegetarian for 25 years or more. Uh, yeah, pretty much. No meat, no red meat, no chicken, no – but I was eating fish and eggs for a long time. And I've kind of weaned myself off of those. And you know, I've read a lot of articles and watched a lot of videos and a lot of people talk about health and protein and no protein and where to get your protein and what not to eat on a plant-based – I'm on a plant-based diet, so it's not a pure vegan diet because vegans are a little fanatical as far as I'm concerned. Now, that's, that's, that's personal opinion. I mean, I'm not offended by somebody wearing leather. Okay, for example, or leather seats in a car. I don't freak out. I remember I had a, when I was in the car business, I had a gentleman who wouldn't buy a certain model car because he had to have cloth seats and he couldn't have leather because he was a vegan. So I'm not that far, but mine's more of a dietary thing. So we'll talk about that and eating healthy and spirituality. So a couple articles on that. I'll let my spirit guides. I see I have a caller, so let's see if they're in tuned with what's going on, because I believe that in society and I'll call, I'll take the call in a minute. Um, I believe in society that there are two necessities to make a strong, vibrant society. Now there's many things, but two I think are primary primary. And I've talked about this a lot because I think it's really important to think about. One is education. You have to have an educated population. You have an, a population that's educated in it to the aptitude and attitude of the person being educated people need to be educated and what they're passionate about so if they want to be a doctor then psh, go for it if they want to be a brain they want to be a lawyer psh, go for it if they want to be a mechanic go for it so education should be appropriate to the person's interests passions and aptitude that's my opinion so diversity of of education and the diversity of science would call in science, science society, not science, but we call for a variety of educations, right? You know, it could be artistic, it could be musical, it could be athletic, whatever it is that a person's passionate about, that's where they should focus their education. Then you have a well-rounded society. Not everybody's geared to be in the financial services or to be an accountant or, you know, if you love, I knew people that love numbers. I was in accounting for years and years, but it, it was a job for me. 
it's, there were some interesting things about doing accounting work, but to me, it was a job. And for a lot of people who love numbers and spreadsheets and doing all this sort of thing, go for it. I never got the level of CPA. Never wanted to go there. I just kind of reached this level of accounting manager, did some taxes, things like that. Taxes were easy, but I just couldn't drag myself to the table to do people's taxes. It's kind of funny. I found it rather easy to do, but I just kind of like, ugh, doing taxes. So I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is education should be geared towards the aptitude and interests and passion of an individual. And our educational system needs to be diversified enough to do that. Okay. Another another thing is health. If you don't have a healthy society, you really don't have much of a society. If everybody's sick all the time and or with chronic illnesses and preventable illnesses, but I believe from my spiritual perspective that most illnesses are preventable. It has to do with diet and other factors, environmental factors and diet. Okay, that's my opinion. So you have to have a healthy society. So I focus on the healthy part. Maybe education in the sense of educating you more about spirituality and living a healthy life and living a balanced life and enlightened life. That's that's my job. If I'm to educate anything, it's about how to get there, how to how to what spirit has to say to you about getting to that life that feels fulfilling for you. Because you know, people want to be told what to do. Okay. He had a friend who, friend, client, who's, I'm confused, 39 years old. I'm confused. I don't know what to do. I, And, you know, it's follow your heart. That's basically the comment, follow your heart. Now, some people, that's, ah, I can't do that. So I just had this impression that she needs to be in marketing. That's my impression. I don't know if she took that well, but she has that personality and that ability to communicate and that just that energy about her that would be really good in marketing. Okay, that was my that, that was my last opinion. If you want it, what to do, do this because that spirit says this is your personality. Um, oh, another comment. I know I have a caller, and I I know I'm putting you on hold for a moment. I'm just thinking about the stock market because I was involved in investments many many years ago in for a company and also in certain type of investment programs and I had a license. I was a licensed commodity broker for a period of time. Interesting thing. But so I kind of watched the stock market and so forth. But I had this really gut feeling, this really strong feeling the last few days that the market was about ready to correct. I'm talking about Dow Jones and going from 2600. Now it's down to 2400 and something. And it probably will keep going down a little bit and will correct at some point friend of mine, one of my clients said, oh, George, when should I get into the stock market or when, you know, following the Dow Jones and those other, because as the Dow Jones goes, a lot of markets kind of follow behind it. Even European markets will follow behind it. So when should I get in? Rough opinion below 2,000 or 20,000, below 20,000. It was down to about 18,000 recently. I would say if he gets down to 18, 16, or even 15,000, it's a good time to jump back in. That's an opinion. <laughs> Don't listen to me if you, you know, that's just a gut feeling that I feel it's going to be time for you to maybe, and I feel like there's even going to be more of a correction coming up, but that's just maybe that's an intuitive spirit feeling. I don't know the, that the market was overbought. Now it's going to be sold out, sold off for a while. For, different, for various reasons, and the, the stock markets are very fickle things. Okay, I'll take a call, and we'll jump into some things about 
spirituality and health and all that fun stuff. Let my spirit guides talk to you about sports, I think, and violence and all that. I think I'll let them talk about that before we get too much into the health thing. It is related to health, isn't it? I sort of. Let me take a call. Take a call. Hello. Hello. Thank you for taking my call, George. I appreciate it. And whom am I speaking to? This is Miranda. And, Miranda uh, yeah, or Miranda? Mi- Miranda. <laughs> and how are you today? Yes, I'm doing fine, thank you. And um, I was hoping I could get uh, some guidance from my guides or angels. Um, I have a situation, and it's rather personal, so I really prefer not to go into it. And I've thought a lot about it. There are two ways to approach this situation, and I'm confused whether to take one versus the other. Um, and it's a little sensitive, okay. so I, I'm hoping I'm hoping the guides or someone could come forward and sort of give me some encouragement and guidance. Well, along. the the first the first thing I I hear is, and, and I'm, I'm going to give you this is really a general statement that I would hear for a lot of people. It, it mm-hmm. really is following the leanings of your heart or soul and so what they what they're basically saying is sometimes it's better to take the easy road than it is to take the more difficult road with more traps and pitfalls so whatever the easier course whatever course feels better to you okay it's about a feel good feels better to you that that the difficult one you might think well that's going to lead to this and this and this but you want to feel good through the process is what I hear for you. You want to feel good through the whole process. Does that make sense at all to you? And so if you're, oh, yeah, if you're taking, if you're, if you're stopping through the weeds and bushes and, and thorns and thistles when you're trying to get to where you want to go, it's not the way to go. There's an easier way. Mm-hmm. And what I hear for you is, you know, I don't know if you meditate or pray or whatever you do, pray for the easy road, the easiest way mm-hmm. to go, the more, the more fun road to go by. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay. life is about life is about life is about feeling good as much as you possibly can. So it if you really set is. off in a direction, if you set off in a direction that you know is not going to feel good in the long run, and and it's and I just keep getting this kind of message for you that don't go down that path, don't go down that road that you know might lead to more difficulties. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Because. Because you gotta you gotta watch your essence, your being, your soul, that it doesn't get wounded yeah. in this process. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure it would if, whether it would be wounded. It would just be probably um, uh, an approach. One would be probably taking an approach that's longer and maybe less direct versus versus um, an approach that would probably be more direct. Um, and both have their pros and cons. So it's just sort of just like. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't quite clear. Like, well, the longer road, the longer road, even though it feels mm-hmm. longer, is probably safer to your health and well-being. The more direct road feels like you're going to be bouncing up against walls of some kind. Okay, and you don't okay. want to do that. You don't want setbacks. Uh, you don't want you don't want setbacks. Okay, that's okay. what I get. So. Take uh-huh. take that for what it's worth without a direct question, but yeah, the the more comfortable road, even though it might be longer, 
feels better for you. Okay? Be well. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So, back to what I was going to. We're talking about health and spirituality, and I was going to talk a little bit about let my spirit guides talk to you about this whole concept of sports and and I know what they're I have an idea I know what they're gonna talk about. It's about sports and we're talking about football and brain concussions and was it C T E and all of these horrible things that happen to athletes. Um, I wanted my spirit guides to comment a comment because I enjoy the game. I enjoy athletics. I mean, there's a lot of great athletic competition. I guess I was just born to be enjoy sports at some level and it's a long story. Okay. Um, I have another caller, and hopefully we're on the same track, because we're talking about your health, and we're talking about spirituality, and we're talking about getting to that place where you want to be in life, and as I said earlier, without health, it's hard to get there, right? Okay, 585. Hello? Hello, thank you for taking my call. This is Jeannie. Jean? Yes. Yeah, you're, you're, you're... It's a little muffled, so to hear you. So what's going on today, real quick? How is that better? Yes. Okay. Again, thank you for taking my call this evening. And I know you were talking about spirituality. Yes, you were talking about spirituality. Yeah, well, in in a general sense, but also health. Health and spirituality, the the connection. Okay. That's what the show based today's show is based on this concept of healthy living and how it how it affects your spirituality, or how your spirituality can they, they kind of intertwined. So, did you have a question? Yeah. Or? Um, just about the path that I'm on. Just um, we'll see what my spirit guides are speaking um, speak to me on. Uh, can you give me a little bit more information? Because this is not, I mean, you're not in front of me, so it's hard to pick up your energy as well as if we were sitting across from each other. Okay. Um, well, career-wise, I'm making a career decision to um, start a business. Okay. You count the cost. You know what it's going to cost emotionally and financially to do this, correct? You're not That's naive. Correct. Not you're not jumping into something because oh it sounds like a whim and something about you've been thinking about this for a while, okay? Yes, I yes I have been. Okay, here's what I hear for you. Now this is not direct answer whether you're going to be profitable and make lots millions of dollars or not, but spirit's basically saying that success or profitability wherever you put success at in this in your enterprise is really hinging on your dedication to it, okay. your focus on it, and not being distracted and not letting naysayers keep you from completely putting your focus on it. You'll do well, but you have to maintain focus, and you have to block yeah. out those that say you can't do this or you shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. You'll be successful, okay. but it really is about focus, okay? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Okay. That's that's okay. the best thing Thank I can you. give you because you, you you it feels like you're gonna go run up against some obstacles and people around you and you, you really need to just push them off to the side. Okay, great. Got it. Okay, yeah. take care. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. I don't know if that you never know what people are really looking for in answers, but 
yeah, that's that's what I got. So let me let me do this because we only have a few minutes. I'm doing a half hour show, it's four days a week, maybe five. And I wanted to give my spirit guides just a comment a little bit about athletics and you know violence and sports and you know they've cautioned me in the past and I ignored some of the things they said. So Sarah is a group of speech teachers that come in and who's in the group kind of varies from time to time based on the questions and the topic. So let me go under, let them speak to you about this subject. Our first comment for all of you is that humanity is made up with a certain percentage of warriors. Now, warriors can take on certain different roles in your society. They can be police officers. They can be in the military. They can work for nonprofit organizations trying to overcome certain things, trying to change society. You can be a warrior for most – we use the example of Greenpeace. You can be a warrior to stop whaling. Okay, that's – we're not saying – we're not saying do that, but we're saying that there are various types of warriors in your society. And athletes who choose a certain sport which they love and they enjoy, they become warriors. They're, they are warriors by nature. And a warrior by nature is putting themselves at risk. A warrior in itself is the concept of a warrior is a person who's putting themselves at risk for the service or to do something for society. Now, an athlete's different in the sense that they're doing it for their team or for their community or for their school, but they're still putting themselves at a physical risk. Now, much less the physical risk than some other occupations that consider themselves warriors. You know, more people die in the, as firefighters than athletes every year. Now, the brain injuries is a whole different thing. Now, avoiding as certain sports that can cause certain types of injuries. You can't be an athlete. You can't be a warrior if you're afraid of risk. If you're afraid of being hurt, physically hurt, you should never be a warrior. And most warriors realize the risk when they go into it because it's in their DNA to do that. It's in their makeup to be a warrior and, and seek risk. So, so if you're not a warrior and you're looking at them and not understanding their makeup and their drive, don't judge. Don't judge. Now, course you would want them to be safer and certain parts of the sport where certain head injuries or certain injuries take place of course you you as a spectator don't want to see these athletes lives ruined and neither do they but they're willing to take the risk because they enjoy the pursuit it's part of who they are so condemning them for doing what they do is condemning the concept of a warrior and wherever it might play out in society, you're not going to condemn police officers or the military for being risk takers, are you? Because you know that they're doing something for society. Well, athletes, in an indirect way, are doing things for society. They're presenting themselves. They're offering their bodies up for your enjoyment and for you to appreciate their athletic abilities and for their own great satisfaction 
in what they do. If you talk to athletes after, and we're not just talking about American football, we're talking various other kinds of sports, that once they get out of the athletic pursuits, they miss it. They miss the game. They miss the camaraderie. They miss the team effort they, or the individual sport, You know, whether they be a downhill skier, an ice skater. All sports have risk because warriors seek risk. So think about that. Think about these are warriors. They seek risk in their lives. They seek danger as part of that, who they are. And your society is full of warriors. Now, it might be psychological risks in some place. It might be being ostracized from society because of taking risks in various ways. But all warriors seek risk. And that's the makeup of a warrior. So if you know somebody who seeks risk, then danger, whether it be emotional or physical or psychological danger, they're a warrior at some level. Now, they can minimize danger, they can minimize the physical injuries, but they're still going to pursue it, and they're still going to seek it. So don't judge them for that. Try to help help them to play the game in a safer way and to reduce injuries, but there will always be injuries for a warrior. There's always that potentiality when you put yourself on that ledge, that risk ledge, and willing to go there because of who you are your role in life. So that's our comments about sports warriors. Think about that. Think about that's their that's what they do. That's their makeup. And all you can do is help them to minimize the injury so it's not permanent. So thank you for listening. Bye. Well, that was a very interesting comment. I've heard that something similar to that before, and I think it's amazing what was I going to say? Okay. I'm, I'm kind of spacing out here a little bit. I get back and get my brain going a little bit. And yeah, let me get back into the article about spirituality and diet. And I think there was a comment. I'll get down into the articles. This is seven ways spirituality can make you healthier. So this is kind of reverse thing, a little bit of a reverse angle on it, how spirituality can help you to live a healthier life and having spiritual principles in your life, accepting that there's something greater than yourself, that there's a spirit, whether you call it God or source energy or whatever you call it, that there's something Spirituality is really just a connection to the non-physical, to the spirit world, to the spirituality. It's just take that word spirit. There's a connection going here. There's something beyond the physical in a metaphysical way, you know, that, that there's a connection here between you and something that you came from that and you're going back to that. Okay. So one, and I'll just go through these quickly. There's seven of them all together. Restoring a sense of purpose or finding meaning. Spirituality can help. Take talking with a chaplain can help people come to terms. Or a spiritual teacher. Let's just what it was that with fractured relationships and regrets. Okay, so Dr. Dunn, Laura, Laura Dunn, 
professor of psychology, psychiatry at Stanford University said that, that in just three minute, 45 minute sessions with a chaplain were helpful for people with serious illnesses. But the benefits aren't limited to those who are ill. I like that. So it could be a chaplain, it could be a spiritual advisor, it could be a teacher, a spiritual teacher, whatever, whoever brings the message of spirit, message of God, the universe, source, whatever you call it, into your life can help you. And any given time during health crisis or time of acute stress or spiritual need, core spiritual needs will emerge. And the chaplain identifies that core spiritual need. It may be a need for meaning and direction, renewed self-worth or recognition. It was I was stunned at the numbers of intense numbers and intensity of those of psycho spiritual progress whose patients made. So just if you got you're going through stuff, you're going through challenges, physical challenges, meeting with somebody and sitting down and talking to somebody who can bring spirit, the divine nature, the divine source into your life and give you guidance from that direction. It can have a major benefit for you, right? That's what they're saying. So think about that. Preventing isolation and risk of depression. Isolation is a major risk for depression, but spirituality and organized religion encourage social engagements. I think that's one of the major benefits of religion or community. So that's, it's just that community because we we're social beings we love to be in community and having a community of like-minded spiritual people okay so let me go on to the rest of this part of this article volunteering or involved in a group or spiritual community provides support that can reduce the risk for depression according to william mccain psychologist um he says whether the community is a local local yoga class, a spiritual group, or online group. So find spiritual community of, of yours, of people of, of of like mind and spirituality who can push your boundaries a little bit, get you to think a little bit about your relationship to the non-physical world, yoga class, a church group, whatever it might be. Find it and then. Because what's one of the big reasons that people go to church is for community. I think I did that myself. I was involved in, in groups. So think about that. Think about that. And 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 if, if you're kind of down and depressed and maybe a little bit, you need maybe maybe you need to join a community, some kind of spiritual community of finding one that of like-minded people. Okay. I mean, you can even find it on Facebook for that matter. Right? You don't have to join a church per se. Okay, I only down to three minutes, and I'm going to run out of time before I run out of article, right? Um, next one. Providing hope to help relieve depression. Yeah, having a spiritual community, having spiritual. Now, some people would just refer to reading the Bible every day or spiritual texts every day that help them to relieve their depression. It gives them hope. It gives them a feeling of well-being. So, and even meditation or prayer can help to really to provide hope and relief, and just connecting to spirit in that way. However, you mean to do that is a real benefit for your health. Because if you're depressed, you're not healthy. You know, if you're depressed, you know, stressed out. Let me let me get into the next one. Managing stress that comes with caregiving. Well, if you're helping other people, but the other thing is about diet 
and health and spirituality in the sense that people have a tendency when they're depressed, have a tendency when they're stressed out, they don't have answers, they eat. And sometimes we eat comfort foods, which, yeah, which is okay. But if we're dependent on comfort food to help us to get through crisis in our lives, we might want to seriously take a look at that. Well, maybe we need to, an alternative is to go to a spiritual answer, guidance in some way that will help us to relieve the pressure. And that's why people call psychics all the time, right? Because they want an answer. They go, oh, what's going to happen in my future? What can I do? But it really is more about how you're going to get there. And that's why I offer, and if you go to the episode, my episode information and you look look at my information and read about what I do, I channel my spirit guides. Now, they just talked about athletes and, and, and warriors, but they'll have an answer for you. They'll give you information. They're not going to tell you everything, what exactly, how to do everything, because that's part of the wonderful journey that we're on to know how to do that, but they'll kind of get you on that path to get there. So, I would encourage you to call me, let my spirit guide, the Sarah group, talk to you about whatever going on in your life. Not so much about when things are going to happen, but more about how do you get there? Where can you put your focus? You know, it's that sitting down with that for 10 minutes or 20 minutes and, and getting some insight into where you can go. Maybe looking at your thinking a little bit. Maybe you want to change directions a little bit. So that's what I offer to you. Now I'll be back tomorrow. I'm not sure what we'll talk about tomorrow. We'll very similar type of subject matter. But, okay, so last comment. I ran out of topics before I ran out of time. Let me see if there's one other thing I can mention about. And your spirituality can help with your immune system because it gets you up and going, okay? And meditation and prayer can help you to get up and going every day. So I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And... Enjoy the sunshine if it's sunshiny wherever you're at. Bye now.